Dead or alive, you are coming with me. I want us to be good little boys now so we can fight some more for them in the future. Some more they'll decide on. We'd rather fight our own war right now. Without further ado, it's time to start running! I see three of them out there. Hit the one in the middle. Right! Hit the one in the middle. Welcome to the party, pal! Apparently it's rusted junk and we're looking at it. Hello and welcome to Rusted Junk, where we'll be looking at the 1989 film Roadhouse, starring Patrick Swayze, Sam Elliott, Kelly Lynch, and loads of others. Can I buy you guys a drink? Guess not. Patrick Swayze is Dalton. I thought you'd be bigger. Opinions vary. When he's around, anything can happen. How's a guy like you end up a bouncer? Just lucky, I guess. And usually does. If somebody gets in your face, I want you to be nice. Don't! Don't be rude! Ask him to walk, but be nice. Help this gentleman to the door. Until it's time to not be nice. So says the fighting philosopher. He may be hard to handle. I keep talking, you're gonna go off thinking I'm a nice guy. I know you're not a nice guy. But he's easy to like. What's the matter, Dalton? Don't you like women? Worst I ever had was wonderful. He's not what you'd expect. I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> but there's one thing you can count on. He's the best friend a good time ever had. Aren't you guys tired? I'll go get all sleep I need when I'm dead. This is my town. I'm not afraid of him. I guess you'll be having that fire sale now, all right? <laughs> Get your hands full, kid. I just think I'm looking at a dead man. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. For that line of work, I thought you'd be bigger. Gee, I've never heard of that before. Roadhouse. So, the trailer for Roadhouse. Very very late 80s, sort of early 90s trailer, I thought. Well, it's just like the film, really, isn't it? What? 1989. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's it's like one of those... It's a di- there's, different tra- there's different trailers for it. There was one that came on a, like a oh. when it was launched on VHS. It had a different trailer, and I just thought that's the best one out of a out of a pretty bad bunch. Hmm. Um, I would like to point out before we start this podcast that um, Roadhouse is Amanda's choice um, to watch um, simply because. Well, what what was the reason you wanted to? Well, there might have been a Patrick Swayze in there and uh, looking very uh, buff. Yeah, and, right, okay. uh, quite lean. A Patrick Swayze fan in the in the eighties, nineties. Well, you know what? He's all right. He's easy on the eye, but okay. he's a bit too. His hair's a bit too flouncy, flouncy mm. for me. And um, I preferred him in Dirty Dancing, to be honest. Right. His hair was shorter. I mean, you know, sadly, sadly passed away. I know, such you a know, shame. I think it's two thousand and eight. You see it as you see him smoking in the film, and you just think. oh yeah, but people can act. People can act like they're smoking. They get like you know, like no, stand he by. Was smoking. Stand by me. They were smoking. What was it? Oregano. 
or paprika or something like that. It's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know what that'd be like. Kind of, I still can't imagine that's good for you. Well, tobacco's not good for you, but somebody said, you know what, I'll just replace the tobacco with oregano. And, you know, and, and substitute so that. So you're advocating the smoking of herbs? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm advocating not tobacco, but smoking of lots of herbs. But anyway, enough of uni- enough about university. Um, so, um, you go first. Do I go first or should you go first? Do- well, I can go first. You normally go first, so all right, okay. Thanks. Go on then. Um, I'll give it a six. Six. A six. Okay. All right. Only because it was watchable. Okay. There were some okay bits in there, but um, some of it was a bit cliched. And, right. Um, some. some I remembered. Of it. I remembered it in a fonder way than what I actually saw the other day <laughs> when we watched it. Right. Okay. So I thought, yeah, I must have made stuff up in my head about the film. So when were you a Patrick? When were you a, you a Patrick Swayze fan because of Dirty Dancing? Yes. And then did you watch everything after that? No, God no. So Patrick Swayze wasn't a draw for you? No, 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 no. Right, okay. But he is now because, like, you know, I can appreciate his form. Right, you couldn't appreciate his form then. What in eighty nine? Yeah. I'd only been fourteen. 15? 15. 15. That's well, all right. You're it's not really my type b- when I was 15. Blossoming, as they say. It wasn't my type at 15. Right. Well, no, because he'd be older. But yeah, so it wasn't really a thing. So you didn't didn't discover boys till later or something? Or? Oh, no, I did. Right. Well, then Just you must have been able to like him. admire his form. Look, I was, what, how old? When, Top Gun 86, I was 14. Right. I'm not being funny, but 14 is a very good age, and anybody that comes on the screen, like Kelly McGillis in Top Gun, um, you're just like, yeah. It's just... Well, anyway, right, I guess... Well, thanks for that different, insight. Different stream boys and girls. Um, okay, no, actually, I take that back. That's quite sexist. Well, no, actually, no, it's not sexist. Yeah, boys, boys... Well, clearly in this in this sample of two, <laughs> then, we've, then, we've, then we've come to some... Very wide-ranging conclusions. Um, can I go next? <laughs> no, I'll ask her. <laughs> right. Celebrity guest to go next. Celebrity guest. I, I, I wish I could do an accent at this point. Go on. I would, no. You go. I can't do it. No, you go. You do oh, your thing. Don't, not You're an not accent. a celebrity guest. No, okay. <laughs> well, I'm not even... Uh, well, I'm a celebrity. We've got 50... We reach 1,500 listens on the podcast. Do, 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 do. 1,500 listens. There's 15... There's not 1,500 of you. There's just a lot of people that like this. And before I give my score, I'd like to point out, at the end of the last podcast, we said, please, just get in contact with us by any means. And do you know what? None of you did. And we know that there's, there's a card core of you, of 17 of you, that within 48 hours of releasing the podcast, you have listened to the whole thing, including Rocky, Fo- including Rocky Four, which that is nearly was two hours. It was podcast. a long podcast, and I was like thinking, oh, you guys are great. Everybody, it's fantastic. We're bound to get one shout out. None of you. Nothing. <laughs> so, do you know what? To make us feel, we'll try again, to make us feel a little bit loved, and the fact that we're doing this. We're loved we just- in a way that, you know podcasts need to be loved we're loved we have listens we're loved in a totally anonymous and non-interactive way there you go then that's that's love is it that's that's love of the 2020s (laughs) right okay the roaring 20s if if uh 
anything's... Well, there's nothing roaring about the 20s at No, the it's not going to start like that, but I mean, after the Great Depression, then, yeah. Anyway. Um, what, this time round or last time? Last time round. Mm. And then we've got one this time round. We've got but another anyway. one, yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on. So my score, um, three. Yeah, it's three. I oh my never... God, I nearly spat my water out then. You can't give it a three. I'm never, I'm never watching this film again. You cannot give it a three. I am giving it a three. No. I'm, I'm lucky to give it a three, if I'm completely honest. No, no, and no again. I didn't enjoy it. Um, I've had three. obviously had fond memories. Oh, I mean, we're, we're back in Leviathan times where I thought, oh, this film's great. Hang on. I remember. What, what other films did I give it... I don't think I've ever given the film a three. It's not... I think you have. Have I? I think you you wanted to give Breakfast Club a, th- no, a three. No, I gave it a six, the Breakfast Club. Prancer, we gave uh, gave like those sorts of scores. I didn't start in, writing my scores We're in down. Prancer and Leviathan territory here. So we went halfway through. Anyway, why are you flicking through your book yeah. trying to find the score? I know. You, I don't... I, I don't think you think have I've ever given it a three. I think you have. No, I haven't. <clears throat> well, then here's... If this is the first, this is my first three. Oh, it might um, have been Leviathan. I'd rather yeah. watch Leviathan. What? I'd rather watch Leviathan again than watch Roadhouse. You can't. It was just every single cliche that the 80s could produce in a movie. Check, check, and check. It was just... It was woeful. Do you know why I'm giving it a three? I'm not giving it a three for Patrick Swayze at all. Or, you know, anybody else in the film. The villain is dreadful dreadful the only person I'm going to give it to is Sam Elliott because Sam Elliott kind of saves right. the film he's kind of saves the film in it though he's not brilliant in it no but he's better than everyone else he's a bit leery towards well he plays a like leery character oh, well it's just nice to have a bit of a change because you're just like mm. where's this going to go I don't know why I didn't think this at the, at the time but oh dear me no definitely not Sorry, oh. I just I couldn't wait for it to end. You you paused it at one point because you needed a drink or something, or yeah. And I was like, oh god, we have still got about fifty five minutes to go. So I'm going to wrap <laughs> up really? at any time soon. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I mean it's two hours nearly. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh. what did did you get the Rotten Tomato score? No, because you didn't play that bit. You just I? started the film. Oh, ten and ten, probably. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Anyway, IMDb gives it 6.6. Well, that tallies up with what I've given it then. Well, then then consider yourself aligned to IMDb, and I'm obviously not. However, I bet if I put Breakfast Club in here, it'd come up with a better scores than, than you Probably. gave it that. So, each to their own. Um, I don't know, before we go into this complete mess of a film, should we, should we go through roll call of the wonderful people that are in it? Yeah, because I want to know if I remember the girl from anything else. Ah, well, do you know what? Um, that is possibly one of the most interesting things of Roll Call. <laughs> <laughs> is, is where's the girl from? Right. Where, where is Kelly Lynch from? Okay. So, yeah? All right. It's a great game. Let's do it then. It's not going to be a big Roll Call, by the way. No. Right, I, okay. I gathered that. Anyway, let's go straight into Roll Call. Yeah. Roll Call. Well, we've got to start with Roll Call with... Patrick Swayze, who died in 2009, unfortunately, um, because he does, I mean, is he's in one of the greatest, greatest 90s films of all time. You're going to say Ghost, aren't you? I'm not. That's oh. not the one I was going to pick. Oh. I, I, I genuinely, There's I think... There's some dodgy graphics on that. In Ghost? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, it's of the time. Mm. I mean, it's what? It's a year after this, was it? Ghost, 1990, I think. Time for Guru. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um, see, I, I remember... Right. Patrick Swayze films. Do you want to have a go any more than Ghost? And the mere fact that you pause and the mere fact that you look at me like that means that I'm here to break the news to you that Patrick Swayze wasn't this all-encompassing Tom Cruise-esque oh, type actor that, that started loads of stuff. Films at all. He didn't. No. No. But the ones he the ones he did make, I if somebody had said to me, "Oh, Patrick Swayze," I would have gone. So, so obviously, you're not going to name any of these on here. You're not going to get the one that I'm thinking of, which is probably his greatest film. Um, but he starred in Red Dawn early in the 80s. So when um, the Russians invade the US, that's the premise. And people are, you know, hostage and everything like that. in that? No. Oh. Um, so he leads a band of... Oh, I'm thinking of Red Sonja. Yeah, but he leads, he leads a band of um, youth... Um, in order that fight that fight back against them, so you like guerrilla tactics. Okay. So he's he's in that film with Jennifer Grey from Dirty Dancing. Oh, so they're already they're already they didn't like each other then either. No, no, no. no. Um, he was also in the Outsiders, which I've said a lot. So obviously we had um, C. Thomas Howell uh, last time when we you know when we talked about Taps. Um, the Outsiders is a great film. Put it on the list of things that we always say that we're going to watch, but we never do. We haven't, we haven't. Do you know what? I'm actually going to start making a list. Are you going to start making the list? Put the, put the list in the back gonna, of my book. You're going to check it twice. What have we said that we're going to do? We, what was? What did we say we were going to do after the last time? After taps, we were going to say we were going to watch Risky Business. That was one of them. Yeah. Right. So add the Outsiders to the list. Right. Yeah. Add, add Rumblefish to the list. No idea what that is. But That's okay. fine. Is that one word? Uh, it is. Yes. Okay. Right. Sounds so, like something you don't want to step on. Hmm? It sounds like something you don't want to step on. The outsiders. No, rumblefish. Okay. No, we'll, we'll swim next to. Um, any more? Any? So, ghost we've got, which I genuinely liked. Came came along at the right time. We did a movie marathon at the the old Telford UCI chain of cinemas, which doesn't exist anymore now. Um, but we did three films in one day. The record was seven films. We did seven films in one day. How can you do that? You start at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning and you finish just after 1am. And you go all the way through. You, a, you say we and we being whom? Me, the, the, all the people, all the all the cohorts that used to go down to the Telford UCI. We get, used to get somebody to drive. It was never me. I never drove. Just like, what's the point? Get somebody else Is it to you and it. your mates or yeah, you yeah. and your non-existent yeah, yeah. friends? Non-existent friends. No, no, I didn't do it on my own. Oh, that's why I broke my record for deep pan pizza. Don't, don't. Because just... we all starved ourselves, and we went to deep pan pizza, and at we the had... end, that would no, be at one a.m. at the lunchtime. So in the break that we had, oh good lord, did you not fall asleep in the afternoon? No. Carb overload. No. Although I wouldn't recommend seeing Tom Cruise's The Firm as your fifth film, because that's hard going. But anyway. Um, it was a good day. Okay, Patrick's Swayze then. So, Point Break. Oh, God, yes. His best film. Yes. By Country Mile. Right, I think we're putting that on the list. Because that, that's the oh, latest film, what, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you not want it on the list? Uh, what, of us to watch? Yeah. Well, we know it. Oh, okay, all right. We can put, 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 go on, put Point Break on your no, list. No, not put that's it on. That's fine. No. I'd always watch Point Break again. 
Um, and then suddenly he disappeared and he made like lo- loads of like straight to video stuff. And then came out and did. Uh, remember Donnie Darko? Yes. So. Yeah, he played a teacher, I think. Oh. Um, so I was kind of like, oh, I've right. I've seen that one, okay. That was a weird film. Right, okay. Now, I'll help you with this next one. So that's Patrick <laughs> Swayze. Kelly Lynch. In this film, do you, know what her na- do you know what her character name is? No. Doc. And She's got it. a name. In, in the credits in IMDb, it's Doc. Oh. Simply because all the characters are called after famous uh, people in Westerns. So she's named after Doc Holliday. I did have a list of them. Wade Garrett was another one. So Pat Garrett, like Billy the Kid. Mm. Um, uh, just characters were called Westerns. So I'm just... Patrick Swayze being Dalton? Dalton. Where's that from then? I don't know. Well, that works then. Well, it does. It's probably from something. But anyway, so... Kelly Lynch doesn't even get a name in this. She doesn't get anything apart from Doc. I've only got two films on here. One of them you definitely won't get. But the other one, with a bit of encouragement, you'll get. Did you did you get that feeling that I recognise her from something? I, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, the one film is 1988. Mm-hmm. The other film is 2000. Oh. Yeah. That's it. In between stuff and things. I used to, I used to refer it to like Magnum PI and the Love Boat. You know, just things that people were on. So, do you want to have a, Do you want me to tell you the 2000 one? Do I know the 88 film? Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, most definitely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do you want me to tell you a 2000 film? Yeah, go on. I'll give you the clue. Uh, Lucy Liu, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz. Oh. Um... Thingies. Things. Thingy things. Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels, it. yes. She played the bad guy, Vivian. Oh, okay. Well, she wasn't bad. She, didn't, she turned bad. But she was brilliant. I, I, I really liked her in that. Mm. I thought she was really good in that. She played a really good... Right, so, 1988. Well, I've seen this film. Yes, many times. Many times. She's not in Dirty Dancing. No, no. Okay. that's 87. Uh-huh. So... Many times? Bar. That's your clue. As in sheep or as in drinking? <laughs> as in drinking. Oh, okay. Um, cocktail? Yes. She's in Cocktail. She is in Cocktail. Do you know who she plays in no, Cocktail? because I've not seen it for years. Right, do you remember... That, that was the other film, Cocktail. Do you remember at the end, um, where Coughlin, Brian Brown's character, to Tom Cruise's, the two of them, hmm. he gets married, the girl yeah. t- woman turns up in the fur coat, she makes a move on Tom Cruise. Yeah. Kelly, oh. Kelly Lynch. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Um... I thought she, she played a fairly nondescript character in in this. If I had to say which was my favourite, I'd watch Charlie's Angels repeatedly rather than having to sit through any... Well, Cocktail's all right. Cocktail's just like fluff written for Tom Cruise to make him make him more famous at the time. Mm. There's better stuff that he did. Film fluff. Film fluff. <laughs> but Cocktail's... Would you class Cocktail as one of those films that if it's on... You'd just watch it. So I'll leave it on. 
You know. Yeah. 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 Not that we watch. Not that we flick through <laughs> TV channels. TV and go, like yeah. that anymore. It's basically if it appears on Netflix, we'll watch it. I mean, I'm like two thirds of the way through Air Force One at the moment. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm, I'm just that is that is a um great. I wouldn't say blockbuster because it wasn't really a blockbuster, but it's just a. It's it's a well-rounded film. Yes, yes. There we go. There you go. Right, Sam Elliott. Mm. Anything? I recognise the name, and I sort of recognised him. Right. Okay. He's not in any westerns, is he? He is. He's in a Tombstone. Oh, right. With okay. Kurt Russell, he looks like that craggy sort of face yeah. that yeah. you know belongs in a western. Yeah. Um. I'd, Sorry, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I love him. He was also in the 2003 um, version of The Hulk. No, um, the film um, but and then this is the last one and I'm not going to give you any help but he's in a film we've already done in fact I think he was the star of a film that we've already covered in season one he wasn't in it for very long though was he, he was in it the entire movie he was oh. barely out of it <laughs> uh, <laughs> Iron Eagle? No. Don't get, don't get through them. That's fine. I can give you a list. Chan- chances are. No. Moving target. No. Pr- not Prancer. There you go. Oh, no. He's the dad from Prancer. He's the dad? Yeah, he's the dad. He's the... He's the oh, my God. I'm surprised you didn't go... See, and that's how much damage watching Prancer did oh to us. Oh, my God. We obviously eradicated it from our minds. So, do you, you look at him in this one... You know, bit of a rogue, upbeat, and all this sort of stuff, right? You know, cocky with it and everything. Everything that he isn't in Prancer. Downbeat, dour, down, awful. Again, if you haven't listened to Prancer, our podcast, listen to Pre- listen to our podcast. Do not, under any circumstances, watch the film. No, go and watch the film and Don't see think- how bad it is. And, and just imagine having a different score set against the movie if, if, if anyone because could, if it was a horror score you'd actually think my god this I is I don't know what I think we gave it three I think we must have given movie. it down I don't um, we might have given those I, I can't remember it's been that it was it, it was the worst film I I've seen I in the last I points just for the girls acting yeah oh. okay well she was alright there we go that's roll call <laughs> oh no in fact no I've got something else and it's probably far better than the ones that have come what up before the guy it. That was the um, the owner of Double Deuce. I've seen him before. Yeah, he's he's been in stuff. Um, he's um, Marshall Marshall Teague. Um, uh, no, it's Marshall Teague. No, that's not. He's not the right one. Um, I did have it, Kevin Ty? Kevin Ty. Um, He's been in stuff like K9, another 48 hours. See, I'm even looking it up now. I should have looked looked him up. Oh, he was in one of my favourite TV series of all time, Murder One. Of course he was. But yeah, so 80 films, another 48 hours, eight men out. He was in The Love Boat. Of course he was. Everyone, everyone, <laughs> everyone was in The Love Boat. Oh, he was in Better Off Dead. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Uh, yeah, and and then oh, Star Trek Voyager, <gasps> The West Wing. So yeah, he's a guy that appears yeah. in loads of stuff. I thought I'd seen him before. But anyway, the house band is the Jeff Healy band. 
Yeah, now, I said to you when we first started watching the movie, mm. is that guy actually blind or mm. is he faking it? Well, Jeff Healy um, unfortunately died in 2008 as well. Oh, no. Um, he was a Canadian jazz and rock blues vocalist, guitarist and songwriter who attained musical and personal popularity, especially in the 80s and 90s. He reached number five on the US Billboard Hot 100 chart with Angel Eyes and reached the top ten in Canada with the songs I Think I Love You Too Much and How Long Can a Man Be Strong? But when you look at this, his early life, born in Toronto, Ontario, Healy was raised in the city's West End. He was adopted as an infant. His adopted father was a firefighter. When he was almost one years old, he lost his sight due to retinoblastoma, Mm. which is a rare cancer of the eyes. Mm. His eyes had to be surgically removed at that age, and he was given ocular prosthetics. But started playing on his guitar when he was three. He was developing his unique style of playing the instrument on his lap because it made it easier. At nine, his talents were showcased on... Um, an Ontario children's program when he was 15 he formed the band Blue Direction and basically he he, when I I mean I, I did read this and obviously I don't want to read this in great detail but this guy basically life had dealt him lemons and he made cloudy lemonade which is far better than lemonade um, but he made he made like the best thing that he possibly could have and he was just I just thought fair play to the guy you did know. he make limoncello <laughs> Yeah, yeah, limoncello. Yeah, you won't get that. Um, But yes, Um, so I just, do you know what? I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give the movie to Sam Elliott, Jeff Healy, and and ignore the rest. That's fine. Oh, good lord. Anyway, yeah, right. That was roll call. Let's finish there. So, on to the film. For those that don't know, Patrick Swayze plays Dalton. And, and Dalton's a great bouncer apparently you know an expert bouncer everybody wants him they want him at the hottest clubs and all this sort of thing so the owner of the double juice goes to travels to we, we open at a nightclub where um, Patrick Swayze does his thing obnoxious person you know Kevin Ty's kind of like looking and saying oh oh that's him right okay and watches him diffuse the situation by moving the problem outside you know the guy went, oh, you're the famous Dalton. I think I'm going to have a fight with you. Mm. And he goes, right, let's take it outside. Takes it outside. The guy can't go back in because the sixth six guy's blocking the exit. So he's successfully pulled the, pro- pulled the problem outside. But the first thing that you notice about him is his high-waisted pants. It's that just, was... oh, good Lord. Yeah, well, pants well, for the, was, uh, US the, people. But... That was the thing in the day. Oh, no, but he's very, he's very short with a big head. Right, that's Patrick Swayze. Short? He's not short, is he? Of course he's short. I thought he was quite tall. Patrick Swayze? Right, okay. Are we going to Google him now? Well, no, yeah, I mean, I know it would be easy just to, for everyone to join in for me to go and, and ask the smart assistant. Um, right, listeners, how tall do you think he was? Right, let's take some... Uh, I th- oh, I let's thought get some phone. About, let's get a phone. Yeah, let's in, get some we? phone ins. Um, I think he's about six foot one. I think he's five seven, five ten. Oh, he's five ten. Five ten. Oh, he's a bit small, isn't he, for a guy? Yep. Mind you, how tall's uh, Tom Cruise? Oh wow, he's uh, five eight, isn't he, or something? I think he's five seven. <gasps> I think if you're playing along at home and you got that one right, <laughs> this is the chance for you to double down. <laughs> 
Five seven. It's five seven. Five seven. Oh, what little. a titch. He's little, I know. Oh my god. Yep. I'm five nine. Well there you go, you I'm tower six over foot both with my heels on. You tower over both of them. Oh but anyway, did he gets it, into Did he have to take a box out with him then when he was going when he was married to Nicole Kidman? I don't know. I think he do. He wore like block. Cuban heels or something. <laughs> Cuban heels. That'd be some mega heels. That'd be some like Alvin Stardust style <laughs> platform shoes. <laughs> be like Tom. Tom, they're they're as tall as you are. Or like really long trousers. Don't because to, we know to cover Rob- over the shoes. Don't because we know we know that Robert Downey Jr. listens to this podcast, so we don't want to we don't want to bad mouth his mate. Oh my god. He's probably mates with Tom that. Cruise. Tom Cruise has probably got really tall shoes and very I've, long trousers. I've and then com- it makes him look like he's got another joint in his leg. <laughs> this <laughs> look at you, quite tickled with that. Look, we don't We don't need Robert Downey Jr. going oh telling all these all his friends about the podcast and he goes, Do you know what they said this week? Do you know, they had something bad to say about you. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll have the, uh, what's his uh, religion? What's Scientology. The, yeah, we have the Scientologists on us. No, oh, we probably Giving just made hate. a trick. We probably just triggered something in, in Spotify things. Uh, so, oh, let's, let's, let's um, they mention Scientology. Anyway, let, let's not talk about Scientology and what we feel like it. Um, we could do this. We could do this as like a how tall do you think X is? Oh well, I'll amend roll call next time, and then you say, "How tall do you think these people are?" And after, after, I don't know, maybe one podcast, it'll get really boring because <laughs> <laughs> people go, "I'm not bothered anymore." Oh. Well, how about we just do age or something? I mean, I don't know. Well, no, you can look that up quite easily. Can't oh, you? as opposed to what I've just typed into Google with and put in actor's name and yeah, height. You, you sometimes have impressions of people, and you think, "God, I bet they're Patrick really Patrick Swayze tall. looks small. The, the gag in the small. film is, oh, I thought you'd be taller than that. It's going like, yeah, I get that. Like, oh, no, I thought you'd be bigger big was meant as in wider I and thought it, more well, muscly. Everything. I mean, I'm not being funny. My gun's bigger than his. My current guns at my age <laughs> current, are bigger than current his. Guns. What about your current buns? What about my current buns? <laughs> what about my buns? Oh, my God. Anyway, good <laughs> Lord. Well, do you know what? At least this is bringing some light-heartedness into an otherwise, you know, helping me forget the film. So this oh. is good. Oh, it's funny though. Uh, there are some funny stuff. Oh, let's in it, get aren't let's there? get to them. I mean, I've got them. Let's just get through them because there is there are certain things. <sighs> so, come on, we, you can do this. We, we see him stitching up his own wounds, so he does his own stitches. Um, the guy comes in and goes, "Would you like to come to my Hickfield town?" And help me clear up the double juice, which is my bar. And he goes, yeah, f- okay, my price is high. Well, how high? Um, you ready for 80s prices? 5K up front <laughs> and 500 a night. You know, to and, and I run the show. Um, it doesn't fly. So he said, oh, I've got a plane ticket for you because I knew you'd say yes. And he went, oh, I don't fly. So he drives everywhere. Yeah, because he said it's not safe. Yeah. Oh, well, I'd love to insert a film of which he, he, you know, like executive decision or something like that, that that he was in, where flying, you know, is part of it, but no. Um, so, yeah, so he, he moves, he accepts the offer, he then goes, um, and we find him walking around the double juice, 
Um, it's, there's people. There's people strangely just passed out in the corner. There's people stood in the corner, just not doing anything. And I don't know. I've never been to a bar where somebody's just stood in the corner doing nothing, <laughs> but swaying ever so slightly. So it's not even like they're playing proper drunks. So he walks around this place. He sees um, fights. He sees the, the the waitresses dealing drugs. He sees the, the the bouncers, you know, all doing stuff. The band's playing behind a wire cage because there's bottles being thrown at it, which reminded me of the cage that the Blue Blue Blues Brothers played at, um, <laughs> which is great. Which is still that. I mean, I'd say put that on the list, but I've already just watched that, and you don't really like it. Um, but yeah, Blues Brothers. Uh, but he knows the band singer, so he knows Jeff Healy. I mean, that's the thing. You know, he goes up and, and talks to him. But this. This real, you know, there's, 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 this is the, the example of weird things. And I know it's the 80s, and I know there are some things that don't age well. But one of them is, um, this guy goes, do you want to kiss my girlfriend's breast for 20 quid? $20. $20. And he goes, yeah. So he starts feeling him, and he goes a bit higher. She takes the top off, she starts feeling him. And then he goes, all right, okay, well, $20. Uh, Okay, well, that'd be $20. Well, I haven't kissed him. I haven't got $20. Huge fight. You know, <laughs> bang. And you're like, it's just... This place reminded me of Back to the Future 2. It reminded me of Biff's, Biff's, pleasure, para, Biff's pleasure Palace. Easy for you to And say. what was going on outside. Mm. And it was just a complete breakdown of society. And in this bar, you're seeing the worst types of everyone. Mm. Right? He's obviously not done his research because he would have known the town's run by a gangster uh, that's moved there. Um, he's got the police in his pocket, like Biff Tannen. Ah, wait a minute. Maybe this is like Back to the Future 2. But Back to the Future 2, I could watch all day, every day because it's just wonderful. Again, I could never watch this, so that's where the comparisons end. <laughs> um, but, oh, just... When it's finished, everyone's sat around drinking a beer, and you're like, your they're place has just been trashed the place. Trash the place, don't they? It's yeah. Actually, there's nothing left. All the furniture's broken. Yeah. There's holes in the wall. All the glasses are broken. All the stuff on the. And do you know what? I was broken. that interested in the film that I just went. I wonder how much that's going to cost to replace all that stuff. I thought that as well. Did you? Well, yeah. you would think that, but I, I thought I he's wouldn't. just letting it happen because he's getting insurance or he wants to kind of do the place up. Well, yeah, but he's going to have to be paying out every night. He's just going to have to go... No, 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 that was the last... The last... The end of that kind of behaviour, because he's obviously got Dalton in. That's true. But that's been obviously been going on for such a long time yeah. that he feels that he needs to buy Dalton because it's going on so much times. Mm. So let's say that it had been going on for six months and the place gets trashed every night. Mm. That means he's keeping the local... He's, chopping down forests in order to get to the wood mill in order to build him the replacement furniture that he needs that's going to get bust every night mm. so it wouldn't surprise me if the people who are fighting in the bar have shares in the wood mill because <laughs> that would make sense oh, that's how they rack it up you've got to find some way of getting around this film um, so everyone's drinking a beer um, he comes in uh Talks, you know, talks to the owner. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. 
goes goes to the local farm that rents a barn house which under any circumstances looks really nice really yeah but the thing that got me was right surely if you lived in a field on a farm yeah and you were above a barn yeah that had no proper kind of closed doors from the barn bit hmm. you'd get loads of flies when your lights are on and your windows are open which was on multiple occasions in True. this film yeah there'd be so many moths yeah there'd be loads wouldn't there Moth City, wouldn't it? Yeah. They'd be just like, it'd be just inundated with moths and creatures and insects and stuff coming in. Yeah. And it's, it's the open plan thing. The guy said, well, I've got to charge you something. You know, no, people have had a look at that and nobody's ever moved in. And found out conveniently that this helicopter passes overhead and scares the horses and basically it's the bad guy the, the guy that owns the town the guy that got loads of money he's got a mansion over the river from the from this farmhouse um, and he's called Brad Wesley um, so yeah so every, everything's all set up uh, Patrick Swayze takes over does his speech um, kicks I didn't a even, few of them out didn't he I didn't even write him down I didn't even write a speech down. It's basically be nice. Yeah. And escort people out and make sure you get out. And basically gives the head barman, uh, sorry, gives the head uh, bouncer, who's particularly dumb, doesn't really do much, um, and said, you're out. Uh, The waitress, nobody deals drugs in this place. You're out. And the owner has all of this, obviously, conveniently severance money already ready to give them and stuff. Um, He does his speech. Then you see the bar for the first time. Uh, woman gets up <coughs> dancing, so Dalton's in charge. Woman gets up on the on the table, starts dancing. He, he signals to one of the bouncers, "You need to go there." And the bouncer goes up instead of going in, like waiting in. Goes, "Excuse me, I'd like to ask you to get down." And the guy's like, uh, "Go away." You know, obviously stronger language than that. And he goes, "No, no, no, I'm really asking you to go down." And then he gets punched. Next thing you know, uh, Dalton, um, you see it happen. The guy has a the guy has a knife. He disarms the guy, smacks his head on the thing, and um, and then goes to hospital. So, oh no, he didn't get to, to hospital on that one. So you see him disarm the guy and the knife, and everybody cheers and the, you know everything else. He sees the barman skimming from the till at that mm. point. He's like, right, there's somebody else I've got to get rid of. Um, and then he goes home. So that's that's his first night mm. where he makes a bit of a difference. And he sees this party next door in the mansion with everyone partying. And he's like, and I was like thinking, well, where are they from? Because they don't look like the type of people that go to the bar, even though some of the bouncers that had been kicked out were in there. So you can see, oh, well, they were in his pocket anyway. But I was like thinking, where do all these people come from? And why do they not drink at the bar? It's a bit odd. He's having well, a massive the pool weird party. Thing was, um, the, the bad guy's girlfriend was in the bar was in the bar mm. yes then you just think if she's a higher calibre person she wouldn't be in the bar surely unless that's the only bar in the town well she wasn't a high calibre person she did look good I mean young young young, young Charles would have found that very uh, appealing uh, appealing um, absolutely very 80s hair very very 80s but yeah um, but yeah um, he gets out. Gets every time he has a chance, he can smoke. He's smoking. He gets out of bed and he smokes. 
you know, he's just walking down the road and he smokes. He was even smoking when, he, you know, spoiler alert, he brings the, the doc home with him. And he's just like, every time, he just seems to have a fag in his hand. Mm. Sorry, cigarette. You know, you know what I mean. Cultural differences for those in America. He has a cigarette in his hand. And you're like, okay, I understand people smoking in the 80s. I understand people, you know, 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. And then, then that, you know, everyone starts going smoking is evil. But then you're like, it's excessive. You understand in Die Hard why John McClane smokes all the time because he's a police officer and you know he's hard. Um, although you can you can debate that whether or not Bruce Willis is hard. He's just the you know the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know. But is that a quote from the film? I don't think so. Uh, no, I'd usually quote most of that. Come to the coast, get together, we'll have a few laughs. Um, but yeah, anyway, getting off the point with Tom Cruise. Um, Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. <laughs> you know what I meant. Um, so he gets out of bed. He's got to fix his car because obviously the people he's been kicking out of the bar wreck his car every night. So he's, he drives a Mercedes, which he drove into town with, keeps it under wraps. Nobody knows it's his. And he buys this cheap, cheap banger mm. that basically gets him to and from work. And every night it gets vandalised. So he takes it to the auto place. Um, and what's the name of the what's the name of the owner? Well, I thought they said Red Lester. <laughs> yeah, so you chuckled because you thought it was named after a cheese. <laughs> His name was actually Red. Red Lester. It wasn't Lester. I'm sure it was Red Lester. No, no, no it wasn't Lester. Um, Webster. Webster. Red. Red. Webster. Although that's that's really hard for me to say. The the red and the word. well, it was played. He was played by Red West. Oh. So he's red. So that's probably easier. Red. Okay, red. Are you ready to go red? Yeah. Okay, thanks, red. Um, so, yeah, he was. Um, uh, this is why this film's rubbish. Then the next scene is, oh, well, we've got to get some context about how why he's such a good bouncer and why he's such a good fighter. So you get the bad guy across the road. You get Brad watching him doing Tai Chi on the, on the, on the lawn. Mm-hmm. Outside the barn. Oh, because he does Tai Chi. Oh, that's his secret. That's why he's so good at what he does. He's nothing special. I mean, for this person that's worth five grand and 500 quid a night, he's nothing special. He's, all, he's, all he's done, because, spoiler alert for the people that haven't watched the film, he gets his ass kicked quite a lot in this. He does a little bit, yeah. Right, and at times when he should be handling himself. I mean, you know, you have Tom Cruise as playing Jack Reacher. You like those films, didn't you? Oh, they were all right, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you believe that Tom Cruise could take all those guys? No. Well, it's a film. You, you, no, right, okay. In real life, no. Obviously not. But Jack Reacher, Jack Reacher can't be in a position whereby he's getting his, you know, ass handed to him, right? Not like in this film. I mean, there's at least three occasions where he's completely outmatched. And if it wasn't for his mate Wade coming in and for one of them, Dare say, God knows what would have happened, mm. but is it so? He's nothing special, but oh, oh, it's the film, so we've got to say that you know he does Tai Chi. And, oh God! So I was like, right. Oh. So we find out. So he goes in, he sacks the barman, and so he's skinning from the till. Finds out that the barman was the bad guy's nephew, right? And then there's a fight. So he tells the barman to go. There's a fight that night, um, and he gets cut. Again, he gets cut at the start of the film. 
he gets cut all the time. So he's got all these stitches and stuff everywhere and these scars. Right? And he goes to the hospital and he meets Doc. Mm-hmm. Kelly Lynch. Who then proceeds to not stitch him up, but staple him up. And in the two minutes that she's talking to him, she falls desperately in love with him. I mean, that's the only, that's the only thing that you can assume from that. It's a bit like you and me, babe. Oh, sweetheart. It was less time than that. <laughs> um, but he has the he has the staples without anaesthesia. Why? Oh, because he's Patrick Swayze, because he's hard. Right? And I'm like thinking, you're not a very good bouncer if you keep getting stabbed all the time. <laughs> right? And if you've had all these stitches, then... If you were lining up people for an interview and this guy came in with bruises and everything like that and stitches everywhere, you go, um, and you've come for? And he goes, the DJ? No, 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 I want to be head bouncer. Oh, and I want to set my own terms and I want to get out. You know, just like, look at you. You're a mess, son. On your way. Exactly. Um, So, yeah. Gets cut twice, I put. I don't even know what that reminds me. I've put not very... That's it. So, yeah, I'd obviously said that on the next page. He's not very good as a bouncer. <laughs> so, the next thing you know, the film has to go, right, now we have to set up Brad, the bad guy, and we have to make him out to be a complete ass Because... And you're like... It's just jumping from exposition... To exposition, to exposition. So we've got to describe this now. We're not going to let this film naturally tell you a story. We're going to force it down you and, and show you that he's a bad guy. So this starts what is only a series of continuous bad guys, but let's get revenge on the bar. Yeah. Oh, God. It you was a bit the tedious, second one, you're like, it? is this going to end? Are they going to keep doing this? Um, he calls his mate. Right, right. This is it. He calls his mate from the bar. Right? Mm. He calls Wade, mm. a, the Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott character, who's having his own problems in his own bar type thing. Right? And he just calls him. And then you look at the bar that Sam Elliott's in and go, I like that bar. That looks all right. I don't want to be in the double juice. I don't want to be in Dalton's bar, but I do want to be in Sam Elliott's. Um, but, but for no reason. Yeah. Just he to just say, asks him if, if he knows this guy, but he won't. Yeah. Because he's in another town. Exactly. He's like, no, no, I've never been there. It's yeah, like, it felt a little bit disjointed, that. And it's and, and what's he trying to do? Oh, hello, this part of the film is here to tell you that he's got a friend. A friend. <laughs> right? Who was also a bouncer. Who, oh, I don't know, might come and help him at some and point. And taught him everything he knew. Taught him everything he knew. Well, not much, because he keeps getting stitches. <laughs> so he's obviously didn't, he didn't listen much. Anyway, we go back to the double juice. It's a bit more civilised. The fence has been removed. The hoods arrived for the first one. There's a fight. The doctor arrives, right? So they put the fight outside and there's a massive fight and the doctor arrives. And the, the, I, I, wrote it, I wrote it down and I'm just going to tell you what I wrote. She's on heat. Basically... <laughs> She sees Dalton, she sees Patrick Swayze kick, kick the shades out of these people, right? And it's just like, oh, God, yeah, well. Now, she's dressed for a night at the uh, really, really nice restaurant. She's not dressed to go to the Double Juice. Is she dressed in the red and white Yes. dress yes. that looks like a tablecloth? Yes. Yeah. But, 
So she's turned up because he said, oh, do you want to come to the bar sometime? After, yeah. At this two minutes where everything, yeah. fireworks and everything went off. And she's obviously gone, what, that crap hole, I'm not going anywhere near it. No, no she goes, oh, of course I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll come down. I'll wear my best finery and I'll, I'll see you down yeah, there. bizarre. i wear the tablecloth and I'll come down. And then, so she fights and she's like, oh, this, this is amazing. Um, oh, I really wish I'd... <laughs> You're going to have to help me with, with, with my recollection of it. I mean, I put the next bit, but small town. This is such a small town, they would know where he is. You know, they would know. Oh, I think he's renting the barn up and... Yeah, yeah, right? they would, yeah, yeah. And do you know why? It's vindicated because the girl he meets and befriends at the bar, she's just like the token girl who works at the bar who's got a heart of gold type thing, comes to the barn to find him. To talk yeah. to him at some point. Mm. So everyone knows where he is. Mm. So in this case, the hoods won't be coming to the bar. They'd just be burning, the, vandalising vandalizing the, the Mercedes with an inch of its life and burning the barn down. Mm. And to get out of town. Who do you think you are? But nobody does that. Instead, they keep turning up to go to the bar expecting a different result. Yeah. So the next bit you're going to have to help me with. He goes to Brad Wesley's, the woman with the bad eye. Oh, yeah, because she's been beaten up. Oh, right, so... She wanted to make a move on him. My 80s crush was beaten up. Yeah. Right, okay. She made a move on Swayze. Right. Um, Yeah, but she'd make make a move on anybody. Yeah, but... uh, And then the guy that she was with dragged her out. Mm. Um, She wasn't with him as a a couple. She's with the the nasty guy. Um, And he's obviously... Showing her his fist. Um, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. when Patrick turns up the following day. So, again, it's not going to naturally let you get there. It's just going to say, oh, look at this bar. He's really, really bad. Mm. And by the way, we're going to make him really, really, really bad in the next scene and then carry on, carry on. Mm. Right? This is, there's no flow to... There's no... There wasn't. There's no, no natural flow to this film. It's not good. If you haven't watched it... it, it, it if, if, if you like the way we're describing it and you want to go and watch it, Maybe one day, maybe if this podcast you know has an evolution, we'll do a watch along. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll tell people that we're going to do it, and we'll we'll do a watch along where we where we comment on it live. You can do that, can't you? You can have yeah, you like can. A, yeah, you can. A hangout. Or something, yeah, yeah, you can you? do and, that and sort of screen a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. you can. Hmm. Okay. Maybe we'll do that one time. Um, so the doctor he goes cut, cut back to the bar again. He's in the bar and he's finishing his shift. He gets outside and the doctor's waiting outside. Yeah? Mm-hmm. She's waiting outside. Yeah, that was really weird. Yeah, because I'm like, why don't you go in and say hello? Yeah. She's just sat out there. And obviously, it's not a nice environment outside the bar. It's, you know, there's loads of hoodlums and stuff hanging out. Right? But she's just sat out there and she's on heat again. She's like, do you want to go back to the do you want to go back to the bar? He's had screwdrivers put through his tyres and stuff like that. She's going, oh, I'll just, drive, I'll just drive you back. Drives you back. And here we come to the most cliched part of the film. And that's saying something, because there's a lot in here. He takes her up to the bar. <laughs> don't, 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 before you start getting into innuendo mode, he takes her up the barn. Um, he he, take, he take, takes her to the, the top of the barn. Forget your smutty, smutty innuendos. And what does he put on the radio? What does he put? What record does he put on? Or cassette? I don't know. I he doesn't. He puts the radio on. And what's on the radio? Oh, some... Uh... These Arms of Mine by Otis Redding. 
No, 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 no. Before he gets to that, there's some others. And she no. was like, oh, no, oh, no. No, oh, he puts some, some rock on. Yeah. That's right. And she said, oh, just change that because obviously I'm not going to I'm not gonna shag you to Metallica. <laughs> well, yeah, some, to each to your own, how, however you want to play it. So he changes the radio and these arms and mind bearers, this reading comes on. Cliché klaxon is so loud at this point that it's almost drowning out the fact that this is exactly the same song he used in Dirty Dancing. No, it isn't. It is, because I went and checked. Oh. These arms are mine by Otis Redding. Appear, I, 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 I don't know Dirty Dancing that well, but appears at a very similar moment in there, and I'm kind of like, honk, klaxon, honk. It's like going off okay. at this point, going, okay, if the next thing are we going to find out that she can't dance, and he's going to end up teaching her dancing at the same time, he's a good bounce. I'd, where's this film going to go at this point? Good Lord. Well, it was up against the uh, fireplace wall, which looked the most uncomfortable place to to have a liaison up against a wall. Oh, a liaison? How about the fact that they end up on the sloping roof out oh, no, of no, the, the garage? Oh, no, that, though. No, this is... I've written it down here. Yeah. The, the, they're waiting outside. Doctor waiting outside. Then they shag. This is my notes. The next bit is... Brad sees them together. Yes, but, like, when they shag... If that's the term that we're going to use, it's well, very uh, Austin Powers. Well, it, it, um, it saves us getting censored. Well, it could be a dance, you see. It is. It was a dance. Well, there we are. Yes. So, um, when he's kind of got her up against the wall, mm. which is the most uncomfortable wall to be up against, it's like oh, it's rock, un- isn't undulating it? Undulating like, rock, and you're like, for surely those who don't know, bare, bare exposed rock. For those who don't know building terms like undulating. Well, it just means not even. Okay, it's well, some people don't mind not do that. Anyway, it's just horrendous. I would have, like, had a particular go at the director if I'd have had to have done that, so even we've, with we've, Patrick Swayze. We've never had an experience with an undulated wall, as you could tell. Oh, good Lord. And, like, it was just totally unrealistic. Really was. Um, mm. And she didn't seem to be wearing any pants either, as in knickers, <laughs> which I thought was a little bit weird. Well, maybe she took them off before you know. Didn't see any of that. So she was sat. She was sat outside she the bar. She was sat no outside. Nick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then they go on the roof. So they go outside the window on the roof, the sloping roof that's outside. Just so it's like a corrugated that, tin roof. That the bad guy it? Brad can see them from his mansion over the road, and she's not very intelligent because you find out that she was the ex of the he used to go out with the bad guy. Yeah. Right, so she's not very... She's a doctor, but she's not very intelligent to see how... She's got zero intelligence. This is the problem. This is the problem these days, is that you meet very educated or seemingly educated people with no common sense, no idea of reality, and no idea of context. Um, Pretty much, getting all political, our current government. But anyway, um, education counts for nothing, is what I'm saying, unless you're a doctor in this case, which she is. But I would expect her to know what the difference between a stitch and a staple and all the things that she does do as a doctor. If they're doing that on a on a corrugated like tin roof, then um She might have again, packed up. There would there would be lots of flying insecty things. Surely they'd have got bitten. Well she they might have done. She's on heat. She doesn't care. She just wants Patrick Swayze. She sees him with his top off and she does what every other girl in the in a Cinema in 1989 does is all coo and go. Oh, that was me. Corrugated, no, what? Uh, undulated? What did yeah. you say? 
Undulated wall. Undulated wall or not, <laughs> right? <coughs> if, if people said, oh, do you want to get with Patrick Swayze? Well, yeah, but it's one of those questions. It has to be on an undulated wall. They'd just say yes. It's <laughs> just as simple as that. They, you know, would I, would I like to have, you know, been with um, the girl from the bar and an undulated wall? I'd go, I don't know what one is, so yes, let's do it. Um, so, next thing you know, we're back at the bar and it's the day. And the bad guys turn up because what's happened is he's got his alcohol because the barman's been skimming. The bad guy who supplies the, the drinks to the bars cut them off. So he's found drinks from somewhere else. The drinks have come in. The bad guys go, no, put those drinks back. You know, you're not allowed <laughs> not allowed that. And Patrick Swayze gets his ass kicked yeah. outside. Again. And his mate turns up, Sir Wade. Thankfully, some some acting relief in all of this. Turns up all, you know, bedraggled and, and grizzled um, and proceeds to help him. And they end up arriving and, and, and beating them up. Um, then he says, oh, wait, oh, I'd like to take you to meet somebody. So they go and pick up the doctor from the hospital, mm. right? And then they go out drinking all that all night. Yeah, and Wade's all over her. I found that really weird. No, wait a minute. I need to need to point out this point. They go to another bar. They go to a different bar. So there's obviously other bars in this town. Yeah. Right? Which you would assume, if the bad guy's controlling the drinks at the Double Juice and he cuts them off, mm. he must be controlling all of these bars. Mm. In which case, there must all be, you know, crap holes. But this place that they're drinking, they're all sitting there reminiscing in stories. Oh, I'll tell you what Patrick Swayze was like. I'll tell you what Dalton was like. Bam, 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 bam. But they, they're obviously drinking it, at night. it's like four in the morning, isn't it? So they go for breakfast. Yeah, so they, yeah, they so, so it's light. So it must be like, five, you know, five o'clock or something <coughs> like this. Oh, no, we know how long it is because she says she has to go and get two hours sleep. Yeah. Right, but, but here's the thing. If I'd been drinking all night and I suddenly gone, oh, I know I've done this in Vegas, right? You get to four o'clock in the morning and you go, oh, I really must go and get some sleep. Right, and you literally get three hours of sleep every night in Vegas because that's that's how it is. Because you lose track of time and, and everything. Well, you were on stag do. Yeah, but I was on. Yeah, it was a week. It was a week long. Uh, it was a week long stag do. Two weddings, two stag do's. But anyway, um, you're drunk. That's the, that's the whole point. Is you go in? I I ate in a McDonald's at the MGM Grand at four o'clock in the morning, and it was wonderful. It's a great place, and not the not the McDonald's, the MGM Grand, but. You, you're still drunk. None of those look like they'd had a drink at all. It's all basically... Right, she goes, Tiddle Pip. Sorry to nick your thing from it. Tiddle Pip, I'm off now because I've got, I've got to start my shift in two hours. So I need to go home and get some sleep. Which I assume means she's going to get about an hour's sleep because it's going to take a quarter of an hour to drive home, quarter of an hour to get to work. Change. And then she's got to brush her teeth and all that sort of stuff. She'll get in an hour and she gets up again. Yeah, freshen herself up so she's not smelling of alcohol. Well, I don't think she is smelling alcohol because I don't think any of them have had any alcohol because hmm. they're all perfectly compassmentous and talking away and, and not talking rubbish and, and saying Jaffa cake, biscuit or cake or all the other stuff that you do when you drink. Right? Nothing like that at all. There's no banter. So they go for a drink. They end up at the diner. Wade says, I'm still, th- I'm still thinking of Memphis. And at this point, you learn that in Memphis... Um, Dalton ripped a guy's throat out to protect himself because the guy stuck a gun in his face. Hmm. So you get to know a bit of backstory. Oh, suddenly Patrick Swayze is a little bit more interesting. But this is like halfway through, over halfway of the film then. So 
back at the bar. Um, Red's place burns down. So the car, the auto place. Yeah. Which you don't realise at this point. It's just over the road from the bar. I thought it was somewhere else mm. in town. But no, it's just over the road from the bar. That burns down. And Brad, the bad guy, turns up at the double juice. Being a bit of an ass With his girlfriend. His girlfriend dances. Um, and... You know, she's dancing provocatively on the stage, takes her clothes off and all this sort of thing, tries to bring it down. Next thing you know... Um, Those are some seriously 80s high-cut knickers as well. Yeah, absolutely. They start saying macho stuff. If you're going to have a pet, keep it on a leash. He says He says oh, to... Oh, yeah, and then his, his guard, bodyguard yeah, the bodyguard kicks off, doesn't he? And his bodyguard starts spinning the pool cue. Like, like those people in the sort of... Like like the people in the eighties when you were playing pool, and everyone watched The Color of Money, which was what the year before, with Tom Cruise and Paul Newman, so the sequel to The Hustler, yeah. and saw Tom Cruise spinning a pool cue. Tom Cruise can do many things, and he can spin a pool cue. Right, this guy was obviously trying to be like one of those people. Oh, look at this! I've watched Teenage well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a year later, but oh look, I can do all of this. And basically, he looked like one of those people in there that you just wouldn't give a. Maybe second. he looks a bit like you know the lightsaber dude. Oh, the drunken Jedi. <laughs> yeah, don't, well, go go and YouTube that, and you'll have much better drunken much better Jedi. time than, yeah, than there this. You go. Yeah. Um, Brad fires the gun in the air because obviously it's getting out of hand. They're, they're, they're having a bit of a fight. Next thing you know, the, the townspeople go really need to do something about Brad. He's burnt down the burnt down the place, and Red's going, "No, nope, I'm out. I'm getting out of town." Next thing you know, the guy that was heading up that, the car dealer, the monster truck arrives at his place, uh, drives over all the cars. <sighs> Next thing you know, he's back at home. So Dalton's back at home, and the barn goes up in flames. So somebody set the barn next to his where he's staying, and it turns out it's the guy that's spinning the pool cue. So the barn blows up. He fights with this guy. The guy pulls a gun. Um, Kelly Lynch, IEK Doc, runs, takes an inordinate, a long time to run from the barn just down to where they're fighting. Mm. A long time. Mm. But she arrives just at the time to see him rip out the throat. So he does the same thing again to mm. this guy. Pushes him in the reverse, screams over to 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 um, to um, the Brad who's watching. There you go. There's your champion. You know that sort of thing. Um, she she goes off him then, though, doesn't she? She goes off him, but then the next thing you know, um, Brad rings up, rings him, rings him up at the bar, and goes, "Choose who dies, heads or tails." He goes, "Why?" He said, "Well, you know." Um, and then I, then I forgot what happened but it turns out that he couldn't save them both and he, they'd beaten up Wade beaten up his, Wade his they dropped him back at the dropped him back at the thing juice. yeah and this was like in the daytime wasn't it yeah and uh, he said to Wade I've got to go and save her I've got to go and save her Mm. And he said, yeah, you go and save her. And he's propped up and he's sat on a stool. He's yeah. beaten up, but he's sat on so a stool. So he goes off again to go and get her from the the hospital. But she basically says she doesn't want to know him anymore. Yeah. And to... Tries lit- to drag it. He's quite forceful. He's a bit of an arse at that. Yeah. Um, he, he doesn't... He leaves without her, doesn't he? He leaves without her, yeah. Yeah, and then he goes back to the double juice and then thinks Wade's sleeping on the counter but he's not he's been stabbed to death basically yeah 
Um, so he gets back to the bar and Wade's. You think Wade's asleep on the bar? I just said that. Oh, sorry. I thought, I mean, you think he's asleep on the bar? Oh, but sorry, he's actually yeah, been yeah. But he's actually been stabbed with the with with the um, the message. It was tails. I thought it said you lose. Okay. No, it was tails. Okay. And he's and he stabbed him. So he takes the knife out. Um, next thing you know, it's at the mansion. <coughs> um, there's a car driven at speed. It's been ramped up. It goes at them. Oh yeah, the car going at speed. Yeah. It's actually got to go through a brick wall. Yeah. And then miraculously, the car is like forced up, and it, it just like goes up on a ramp. And yeah. Like, so it's like one of those really. How has that happened? He should have been hitting the wall. It's, it's a bit like ramp. it's a bit like Commando. You can see it. <laughs> Um, you know in Commando where he's chucking grenades and basically yeah. World War Three. Yeah. You see, you can see if you look, you can see the ramp propelling the soldiers right, in the okay. air. I mean, it's movie magic. You're not supposed to. You're too busy watching that to see that. Yeah. Oh, there was some bad wig. But you can see the. There were some bad wig moments, weren't there? Yes. In this continuity, yes. really, really bad wigs. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, cars driven at speed. He takes them out. Like, you know... Yeah. Skulkily. He takes out one of the guys, the big fat guy that works for the... There. By... Rolling a stuffed polar bear at him. (laughs) I just thought... If you've got to this point, if you've got all the way to this point, then this is just going to basically say... You fool for sticking around because we're now going to make it so stupid. This guy's going to be scared, genuinely scared of a polar bear that comes towards him, presumably on some sort of wheels, mm. <laughs> and then it falls over and it tra- and it traps him, and it knocks him out. So then it's Brad versus Dalton. So the two of them are left, pretty much. And I said to you, "Oh my God, I'm surprised he's not gone through that glass table." Yes, there was a glass table Because it was so clichéd. It was like, oh, look, there's a glass table. Someone's going through that. And then they didn't. And you're like, oh, okay. They missed an opportunity there. Yeah. And then, (laughs) and then, yes. So what happens is, you get this, just before we mention the glass table, I think you know what's coming. But um, this happened a lot in in 80s films. You always, whether it was Steven Seagal, whether it was somebody else or whatever... You always had to have somebody of the equal of the, the the action hero. So you know, there's there's Jean-Claude Van Damme. All those things had to have an equal, somebody that you know could 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 beat them. But eighties films decided not only to do that, which was fine, but then to have really bad matchups, whereby you go, it would just take that person to look at them funny in order for them to fall over. Now, Brad, the bad guy, is what? In his late 40s? Uh, uh, presumably, in this? He's early 50s, isn't he? Maybe he's early 50s, right? Not particularly crocked, apart from the fact he's got a gun. That's about it. Right? And when they're ending up having a fight, this guy gets a few punches in. And I'm saying, I'm not being funny. It push him over. And yeah. it's just... Oh, and I just thought, there's no. Th- this isn't a, a, a fight of equals. Anyway... They get a few punches. He gets a few punches in, but the residents, like the guy who owns the, the dealership, the monster trucks, they all come in. The farmer had his, his thing burnt down, um, and the owner of the double juice all come in with shotguns, and they all blast him. They all just like just shoot him. Yeah, point, but the stupid thing blank. is, one blast of a shotgun would actually have killed him. Yes, at he, that close he takes of about range. Six, doesn't it? But it's like six blasts, and you're like, okay. that's 
not Six realistic. Blasts. And then what happens? And then he falls backwards onto, onto the, glass the glass table. table. <laughs> you knew that that was there for a reason. <laughs> Anyway, at the end of it, he ends up with the dock, and I'm going. Well, how did she get to the? How did she get to the grips that this guy now twice has ripped somebody's throat out in the heat of? And why isn't he arrested? For what? Ripping the guy's throat out? Yeah, and like all the other stuff that's, that's gone on. That's a good on. point. There's a lot. Yeah. It just, it just, yeah, it just ridiculous. You gave it a six. Well, can I, it was can, entertaining. Can I tell you that the the trivia? Is far better than the film. Oh, God. Right, on, seriously. Then. Right. Are we ready? Yeah, go on. Okay. Do you want to introduce trivia time? It's trivia time. Trivia time. Okay. According to the... I, I, I think I might put this in order, but... No. Yes. Yeah, this is good. According to Kelly Lynch... Whenever Bill Murray sees her sex scene with Patrick Swayze, if it's on TV, he calls her husband to tease him about it. It's just a Bill Murray thing. And I really would take some time to invest it and type in Bill Murray's quirks or Bill Murray's things that he does and go and find out there's various things that trigger Bill Murray to go and do something to somebody else. It's all, it's all really, it's all really, you know, weird. It's not malicious in any way. There's nothing in it. It's just, it's a Bill Murray has got a thing that if some, if he sees something, I, I, I can't remember some of them, but if, you know, if Back to the Future's on, he'll ring Christopher Lloyd or something like that and start imitating him or you go like, oh God, Back to the Future's on TV. Thanks, Bill. All right. Um, something like that. So yeah, Patrick Swayze was trained by kickboxing champion and action star Benny Urquidez who also had a small cameo in the film. Patrick Swayze's fame caused problems during filming. A pickup truck containing a group of middle-aged blonde women attempted to drive up right to the Star's trailer to meet the actor. During the big fight by the river, i.e. throat ripped out, a raft of Swayze-loving ladies sailed by. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. A female extra playing it and... um, and a, and a female extra playing a waitress was too busy staring at Swayze to watch where she was going, so she tripped, spilling all the drinks on another extra, which was a part of the film. And I'm like, I kind of like that. But I love this bit. Due to a knee injury sustained during filming, Patrick Swayze turned down the roles of Gabriel Cash in Tango and Cash. So basically, I can't remember which one was which in that. Wait, wait. He wasn't the dog. Gabriel Cash and Ray Tango. I think it was Kurt Russell's. He would have had Kurt Russell's role in Tango and Cash. And Mike Harrigan, which was played by Danny Glover in the end, for Predator 2. He chose to make Ghost as his follow-up instead because it was a less physically strenuous role. His knee ended up being a blessing in disguise as Ghost ended up being a big hit, received critical acclaim. Tango and Cash was a box office flop, as was Roadhouse. Mm. So... Marshall Marshall R. Teague, who played Jimmy, the guy that gets his throat ripped out, initially didn't get along with Patrick Swayze, but whilst filming the big fight, both men quickly realised they shared a dedication to realistic stunts, which improved their relationship. They developed so much mutual trust that they improvised a lot and allowed each other to throw real punches and kicks. When Jimmy swings a log at Dalton, 
Teague mistakenly thought it was a breakable prop log. Oh, God. By the end, Swayze was covered in bruises and had two broken ribs and a busted knee. And, but, if he hadn't have done that, he would have made Tango and Cash and he'd never have made Ghost. And and at this point, you go, I mean, never been propelled to movie stardom. He only made one good film after that. Mm. I dare say that people, you know, would argue Donnie Darko and some of the, the other ones, but... The original film's original tagline referenced Patrick Swayze's success in Dirty Dancing. Do you want to have a guess at the tagline? It's not about baby in the corner. The dancing's over. Now it gets dirty. Oh, good lord! I know. That's awful. I know. That I know. It's awful. It is awful. They didn't use that, did they? They did. The film's oh, original tagline. No. Yep. That's just not necessary. The film's listed in the 100 most enjoyably bad movies ever made in, in gold, the official Razzie movie guide. Um, yeah, so I've said about Otis Redding. According to director's country, some of the other scenes were got cut out because the movie was too long. Was a fight scene. So, you know when the barman, you know when the barman gets replaced... Mm. Gets replaced by a um, black guy. Yeah, that's Keith David. That's he. He's he starting loads of stuff. I, I really, honestly, should have done Keith David because he's probably more successful than than all the others. But he didn't pop up in the. Um, Keith David's been in loads of stuff, and I, I really apologise, Keith David, if you come across the podcast. <laughs> well, it could happen. I mean, he's mates with Robert Downey Jr. Perhaps so you probably told him about the podcast. <laughs> Keith David is right down at the bottom because he, he, I don't think he even says a line. No, he doesn't. Right. Oh, no. Uh, does he? Keith he, David. He's the one that gives him coffee, isn't he? Keith David. So I'm showing you, for those people that aren't playing at home, I'm showing you the picture of what he's been in. Uh, pitch Black, the thing. He's been in stuff. He will have been in stuff that we've seen recently because there's loads of stuff that, that he's been in. He was in um, probably things you've been watching. Uh, but anyway Keith David so I apologise so yeah but anyway a fight scene where Keith David um, is introduced in which he arrives at the double juice with his girlfriend gets him to fight with some rednecks and then Dalton hires him to work as the bartender oh right so that's cut then cut that would have made more context rather than where did this guy come from yeah there are also a lot more scenes between him and Dalton a scene where the sheriff of the town is introduced was also cut the final showdown in Wesley's mansion originally had Dalton knocking out all of Wesley's henchmen on screen, while in the final cut, he's only shown out taking out the last three. Right. First of two Roadhouse movies, there was a sequel. Was that? The sequel, Roadhouse 2, Last Call, was made for DVD. The part of Nate Tanner in the follow-up was originally supposed to be James Dalton. Patrick... Uh, James Dalton, Patrick Swayze's character from this movie, but Swayze backed out due to creative differences and the character was changed. The picture was nominated for five Golden Musbury Awards. Worst picture, worst director, worst screenplay, worst actor, Patrick Swayze, and worst supporting actor, Ben Gazzara, the guy who played Brad, the bad guy. Mm. He was dreadful in this. Um, Kelly Lynch spent a month in a, month in a real emergency room preparing for the role. She also learned how to sew a proper stitch for one scene, but they changed it to staples. <laughs> so she learned all of that. wasted then? Bit, bit of a waste. The auto supply explosion, so the red yeah. car thing, woke the neighbours. They thought the MGM Studios was burning down because it was filmed on the lot, on the set. It cost $25,000 to, to shoot that. Oh, my God. I know. You're like thinking... 
Um, so we've said about the characters of uh, the they're all named after so the character who runs the barn where Dalton went to room Emmett has the first name of Emmett Dalton leader of the notorious ba- bandit ring the Dalton Gang which is from White Earp yeah so that's where you can fall um, on Family Guy <laughs> season 8 episode 4 Brian's got a brand new bag Peter Griffin buys the Roadhouse DVD at a going out of business sale at Quayhog Video. <laughs> After watching the film, Peter comically decides that all of life's problems could be solved by kicking. <laughs> After kicking his target, he would say the film's catchphrase, the film's title is a catchphrase. Every time he kicks someone, he goes, Roadhouse. <laughs> the episode was dedicated to Patrick Swayze, who died of pancreatic cancer several weeks before the episode aired. So it was kind of like a nice... Trilogy. According to the cast and crew, and also the 1989 interview with Sam Elliott, are you ready for this? The original cut to the movie was three hours, 20 (gasps) minutes long. Oh no! Which meant a lot of the stuff had to be cut out. Some of the deleted scenes include Dalton making the other bouncers wear ballet outfits and dance as part of their training. Why? To make them probably less self-conscious or something. Don't know. There's also a still picture showing Dalton fighting with the Ketchum, the guy that with the knife boot, you know, when they yeah, came yeah, in. Yeah. Um, inside the double juice in a different fight other than the one in the film. Um, and most of the scenes with Carrie Ann, who was the girl who befriended him in the bar, mm. were also cut as well. Um, so the last few. <laughs> The theatrical trailer shows some deleted scenes. Dalton grabbing some guy by the mouth and telling him, don't be rude, which we've just seen. Mm. This is the trailer. Wade sitting on the couch drinking beer and saying, so so says the fighting philosopher. These aren't in the film. So again, three hours, 20 minute cut. Carrie Ann sitting in the car with Dalton asking him, what's the matter, Dalton? Don't you like women? Dalton saying, best I ever, best I ever had was wonderful. Dalton's saying I'm not afraid of him in the scene where he talks with Doc before Emmett's house explodes. Um, and Wesley in a bar going, I guess he'd be having that fire sale now. Oh, Red. Again, I didn't... I, I, I was not obviously not paying attention no. that much. Dalton doesn't strike anyone until 26 minutes into the film. I like that one. <laughs> um, when Wade stabbed... When Wade stabbed death with the note saying it was tails, referring to Wesley flipping the coin. It's shown the knife... Later, it's shown the knife belongs to Ketchum, the guy. Yes. Yeah. Then Dalton stabs Ketchum, saying, tails again. Mm. If you look at the scene where the Mercedes, with the Mercedes, you see Dalton stuck the same knife in the gas pedal, and he goes to retrieve it. The handle of the knife is capped off with a quarter, with the tail side showing. In, in the grand scheme of things, if this was a better film, that you would go, oh, that's genius. As it is, I don't care. So <laughs> It's superfluous. It is superfluous. Um, can, I'm not going to say that there's going to be a theme here, but I'm sure if you look back at the films that you've picked against the films that I've picked, we've enjoyed mine a lot more than we've enjoyed yours. Uh, no, no, because I've not so. enjoyed some of yours. You picked Escape from New York. Never watching that again. <laughs> You've got to try these things. Yeah, okay. Well, I could yeah. have told... Well, I could have told you Escape from New York, but... We didn't do Escape from LA, thank God. Thank goodness. No, definitely not. So, 
Um, I'm picking the next one, yeah? Okay, what, have you got it? Uh, I haven't thought... You said you wanted more, like, action-action. Nah, like, sort of action-ish. Patrick Swayze, it's not an action movie star. Oh, I know, but right. I thought Roadhouse was better. We, we both did, yes. to be fair. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, so... I don't know. Have you got anything in mind? No. What about Steven Seagal or something like that? Uh, what? Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Um, potential. Oh, it's good though. The way that he did, does all his like. Yeah, but <laughs> um, it's a bit like that. I don't know. I just look at him now and I think, God, you're just a bit odd, aren't you? Yeah. Well, look at look at Arnie. I mean, Bruce Bruce still looks all right. Jean Claude's all right. You know. Um, think of the. We'll have a thought. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. What? Dolph Lundgren. In a film called Dark Angel. It's it's on our list. It's on our original list, I think. Should, sure? I, should, I, should I tell you what the original list says? What films are in our um, Rusted Junk trailer this season? Oh, uh... So, oh. Taps, taps we've done, Rocky Four we've done. Um, we've got The Running Man, which is in there with Arnold Schwarzenegger. We could do another Arnie film. Oh, I might be all right. If you want, yeah, I like I like the Running Man. Yeah, okay, I like that. On our list, we had Bloodsport, which we've done. Mm-hmm. Escape from New York, which we've done. Mm-hmm. Taps, which we've done. Yeah. Then we had Running Scared with Billy Crystal and and Gregory Hines. Not seen that. Oh. Have we? Let's do run. Let's have a bit of action, light-hearted. Okay. Billy Crystal's funny in that one. We've got Robocop, No Way Out, Sea of Love. Oh, Robocop. Leave Robocop. So right. we're gonna do, we've got another three, four films in this season before we change it to... We've already got the idea for season four, but we'll tell you about that another time. All right. It's good. It's very good. Um, okay, so we're doing Running Scared next. Running Scared, okay. Running Scared. Right, there you go. There's, there's your thing. As ever, get in touch with us, RustyJPod at Instagram and Twitter. RustyJunk in Facebook. Just type that in and you will find us because nobody else... Um, ever thinks about a throwaway line in a very poor 1988 film starring Paul Weller um, called Leviathan. So, Rusty Junk doesn't mean anything to anyone apart from the good listeners of this podcast and us who love creating it for you. So get in touch, will you? Right, this is the second warning out of three. Right, we need somebody just to contact us and say, we love what you do. We'd love, we'd love what you do. Can nominate a film. I mean, literally, we would love some feedback. Nominate a film. Tell us that you think you know Amanda's way off when she reviews the Breakfast Club and talks about the Breakfast Club. Uh, and tell me, no, tell me that no. my my dulcet tones are the reason that you tune in. No, whatever you want to t- talk to us about. I think they that's want fine. more. Little does she know. Do 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 they? I think it, I think they're just asking for that, really. Okay, how about this one then? An impromptu one. Oh. oh. Give me two Steven Seagal films. And you can have sequels. He always looks the same in them. <laughs> See? See? No, I can't. Right. You could have Nico, Hard to Kill, but you could have Under Siege. No. You could have Under Siege too. One set on a boat, one set on a train. No. Seagull's on a train, like Snake's on a plane. Seagull, actually. It's just a seagull on the train. Seagull, seagull. You say potato, I say potato. Didn't anyway. he change his name, anyway? Uh, he might have done. It might have been... Because he's got citizenship elsewhere. What, now, like Cat he? Stevens? Changed his name to... Uh, converted to... Um, 
to be a Muslim. He's now called Yusuf Islam, is his name. But he was called Cat Stevens, that's how he had his hits. No, I think, hasn't Steven Seagal, like, gone in, into one of the Eastern... He might have done, he might have become a Buddhist not, or something like that. No, no, that, it's not Buddhism. He's, right. he's, he's not necessarily changed his religion, he's become a citizen of, like, sort of like a Russian state somewhere. Okay. I'm sure he has. I'll take your word I'll for it. I'll have to have a look. Sounds great. Anyway, um, more lighthearted. So, you know, here's your warning. In two weeks' time, we'll be doing Running Scared. So if you don't want to go and watch it, don't get the updated one in 2005 or something like that. We're doing the 1986, he says. 1986 film. Um, I love Gregory Hines. Um, but anyway. Um, right, come on, let's go. Right, okay, let's go. Okay, so I'm going to say thanks for listening and uh, cheerio. Toodle pip. Bye. Rusted junk. Rusted junk. Rusted junk. The forgotten 80s movies. The forgotten 80s movies. 